0: The disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Jesus could connect with God in a way that they hadn't done before. And so he gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. We've got a few more pictures from our photographer showing people disconnecting because they don't have, he's taken their devices out of their hands. I've it's not that the devices don't allow us to connect. We just connect. we don't connect face to face. I remember being in a, a college age group. I had taught taught the group that, that night, and then the, the young people kind of spread out around the room. And some people were in small groups talking. There are also some people who were on different sides of the room just texting each other back and forth. I was like, you're in the same room. Let's talk. You know, we some in some ways we've lost the ability to connect with each other as people, personally. And so, when we come to the Lord's Prayer, we ask, well, how do we connect with God? What do we ask God? And what do we pray for? We're looking to learn how to pray. And as we get to Matthew six thirteen, which is, "Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from evil." there's a couple of different ways I could have approached this. I could have approached this just looking at temptation. In fact, that was the original title of my sermon this week when I made the sermon calendar. Oh, this week is going to be on temptation. And, but really my focus this week is not on our temptation, but on God. And if you want to have kind of one verse in your mind, it's the idea of Galatians 5.16 which says, if we walk By the Spirit, we will not carry out the deeds of the flesh. So, we're not focused on temptation, we're focused on walking with God. Guidance. Because that is another way of looking what Jesus is praying for here. Again, Matthew 6.13 Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When Jesus tells us to pray that way, one of the things that we or I especially had to get out of my head is this idea that if I don't pray this prayer that God would be out to get me. That if I didn't say God don't bring me into temptation then he would bring me into temptation. And that's not what that's not the truth. The word translated temptation there is a test or trial. It's not an exclusively an enticement to disobedience. A temptation we usually think of as an enticement to disobedience. This is the word for test. We think about this like, if I'm taking a class, my teacher or professor gives me an exam to see if I've learned the material. That's a test. Now, there is also the opportunity during that test, for me to cheat. That's the temptation. But the professor didn't design the test to see if I would cheat. The professor designed the test to see if I learned. Temptation comes from me, not from the test or the tester. There's another way of looking at it. If I'm on a diet and my wife makes brownies, To share with a family over lunch, that's a test for me. If she makes them with the purpose of enticing me to eat the brownies, that's not a trial, that's a temptation. She's trying to get me. Adam and Eve in the garden in Genesis 1 through 3 they are put on the earth to tend the earth. The temptation to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is there, but that's not the purpose. James puts it this way. We're going to look at James chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 and 12 through 17. James writes, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. That's our word, test. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Skip me up to verse 12. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I'm being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted by when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So God doesn't tempt anyone, but God does allow tests. And so when Jesus says, do not bring us into temptation... The reason why I made this point, give me rest, is that bring us in or lead us not. The verb form is is one of continual habit. The prayer is, God, don't make everything a test. Don't always test me. And that is in line with God's character. Not everything in life is a test from God. Temptation is certainly not a test from God in particular. Temptation may be a test from the world. It may be a test from Satan. It may be a test from my own flesh. But God will grant us periods of rest. Both from temptation and from tests. Even from trials. So that's the prayer. God, don't make everything a test. And guess what? Not everything is a test. When I go home and have lunch, that's not a test. Now, it may be a temptation to overeat, but eating is not a test. God may grant us periods of blessing in our life where things are going good, things are going exceptional. I shouldn't think that I, when I receive a blessing that God is automatically testing me to see how I'm going to respond to the blessing. God may be just blessing me to bless me. It's not always a test. I should be thankful. And God may also give us rest because of the strength I received from a previous test. James says the testing of our faith produces endurance, and that endurance has its perfect work to make us mature. So what was a test in the past can now be a rest. I've already overcome it. Back in the day, I used to run five, at least five miles a day, six days a week. Plus, cycling. Every workout was a trial. Every workout was a test. However, because I did these workouts so regularly, I could go cycling or backpacking, and it wasn't a test. It was just fun. Because I had strengthened my legs and my lungs to where when I was doing it for fun, I could just go and go and go and go. If all I had to do was walk, Even with 45 pounds on my back, I could walk all day. Because i have become strong. If I go through a trial and gain that endurance that God wants to happen in my life, when that situation comes up again, now it's not a test. You know, it's not a test for me to say the alphabet. I sing that with my daughter. It's fun. You all know it. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-D-F-E-D-C-B-A. Now I know it. Z2A. That's easy for me. But learning that was hard. It's also a fun song for my two-year-old. But it's a test for her to get through the alphabet the right way. She leaves out letters. For her, it's a trial. One day it won't be. You know, sometimes we may compare God and the Bible to a compass, and this is not a wrong illustration, that gives us a constant direction. Which way am I supposed to go? Guide me. And that's true. That's Psalm 119. But a compass doesn't have any compassion. It just says, this way is north. And if you want to go north or whichever way you want to go, then this is your direction. A compass doesn't take into account the terrain. That way is north, but that way is also a mountain. Or a river. <laughs> this is north. God provides the direction and the Holy Spirit also as a guide. A guide that doesn't always take us the most difficult way. A guide that knows my strengths and a guide that knows my weaknesses. A guide that knows how to lead me accordingly to build up my strengths and my weaknesses and knows when to give me a rest. Do not bring us into temptation is to ask God for the proper guidance and strengthen us through the tests and temptations of this life. If we walk by the Spirit, we will not carry out the deeds of the flesh. To pray like Jesus, we ask for guidance. And then the second phrase in Matthew 6.13, But deliver us from evil. Here, the question is, or the the request is, give me help. First we asked, give me rest, and now it's give me help. The evil. God doesn't put us in situations where he intends for us to fail. One of the frustrating things about me going to UC Berkeley was the professors there, not all of them, but a lot of them, put us in a competition where they intended some of us to fail. We'd go to class, and on the first day, they'd say, i like to have a bell curve. i give as many A's as i give F's. So some of you are going to fail, and some of you are going to get D's and going to have to repeat this class. Well, that was very frustrating to me. God doesn't put us in situations where he intends for us to fail. Now, that doesn't mean that we, ourselves, or other people, or Satan, or the world won't put us in situations to fail. But God is not looking to trap me. Just, life has traps. Going back to our verses in James, James one fourteen says... Each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. And then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Sometimes I lay traps for myself. This word evil can also mean anything from just hard labor to hardships. Or, on one hand, to mean something that is very wicked and bad. It could be hard times or wickedness. And the prayer is, give me help in all these situations. Whether I'm feeling overloaded, overworked, or evil is actually out to get me. Because, you know, there are some things that are just difficult in life. Usually because of sin. In Genesis 3, where the curse was given, work was there before sin. But work got a lot harder. And people began to die. So some things are just difficult in life. And some things in this life are just evil. There are spiritual forces. There are evil people. There are evil structures in society. Some things in life are evil. And those things, sometimes we need deliverance from. And this idea had me thinking of Psalm 23. I'm going to read this together and it will be up on the board. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. So this psalm starts off at the beginning thanking God for his guidance and his rest. He leads me beside quiet waters. God's giving this person rest. And I thank Paul for saving me some time in in my studies this week because we talk about the sermons earlier in the week as we pick songs. And I mentioned I was going to use Psalm 23. And he pointed out something very interesting. God leads beside the quiet waters and, and stuff. It doesn't specifically say that God leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. He's there with us. It doesn't say he led us there. See, it's sin, our debt that we need forgiven, that we talked about last week, that's what brings death. We walk there ourselves. It's not God who brought sin, but it is God who brings the deliverance, Jesus Christ. Now, we, we have a lot of things going on in the news about refugees, not just coming to our country, but many countries in Europe. And think about this. Nobody gets to choose the country of their birth You're just, we are just born where we are born. And some people are born in a place of poverty and or war and or crime and or oppression. That's just where they were born. Then if that person makes a choice to flee, they put themselves in a new kind of danger. But either way, the only way out is rescue. Some of it is of no choice of their own, and some of it is their own choice. But sometimes we just get to a point where the only way we can get out is help. And that's where we are in this life and why we ask God. God, there are just some situations where I can't do it. Help. I'm not always looking to be strengthened. Sometimes I'm just looking to be picked up. Do not bring us into temptation is to ask God for proper guidance and strengthening through the tests and temptations of this life and deliver us from evil is to ask God to rescue us from those situations that God didn't put us in. So to pray like Jesus, we ask for guidance. I mentioned early on I, I used to do some backpacking trips and there was one trip where I took took out five people, including myself, three three boys and three girls, and I had a couple of tender feet with me. And so we got out to Point Reyes and I'd already mapped out where we were gonna stay and stuff, but the first place you go is the Ranger station. And the Ranger said, So this first campsite you're going, there's uh there's not clean water there. So you can go somewhere else um, or you can drink from the stream. If you've got purification tablets, you can drink from the stream. Just don't drink from the pipes. So I talked to my group. I said, well, we've all got water tablets. I said, let's let's go out there. And they also said, and this trail over here, this is washed out. So if you're going to go there, you're going to have to go around. So I thought about that for a little bit and it wasn't Crickly hilly. It was our first day, so everybody's going to be strong. I said, yeah, let's do it. I was going to strengthen them a bit. And so we went around and we got there, and we were the only people at this campsite because everybody else had vanished. It was pretty cool. But I did have one person get sick. It was the one person that didn't drink from the stream. Interesting <laughs> enough. And so the next morning we were going to go to a different campsite on the coast, and I hiked out early in the morning to see the trail that had gotten that the ranger said was unpassable uh, because it was a lot shorter. And I knew my group was going to have a hard time going the long way. So I went out there, and and the trail was washed out, but we could pass it. So I went back and I said, you know what, we can do this, and it's going to save us like two miles. So they said, okay. So we, we strengthened, and we went that way, and we cut across, and we got to the coast and had a good time. But by then I had another person whose feet were so blistered she couldn't walk. So then I just said, you know what? Enough's enough. Took one guy. We hiked out to the ranger station. I said, can you please come pick us up? (laughs) I've got two people that just can't make it out. And the ranger kind of hee-hawed a little bit. Are you sure? I said, yeah. (laughs) I've done this before. I've got two people that just can't get out. So they brought their full drive and delivered us. Well, delivered two of us. The rest of us had a Hike everything, pack everything out. <laughs> you know there are times when we need to be strengthened. And there are times when we need to be delivered. God knows. Let's pray from psalm thirty seven. Do not be agitated by evildoers. Instead, trust in the Lord and do what is good. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn and your justice like the noon. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for Him. Evildoers will be destroyed. But those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. In a little while, the wicked person will be no more. Let's stand and say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May be see Actually, I should have had you stay up. That's all right. Week, I think we did some full on bluegrass and we did a little blues. This week, we get to do some jazz.